0: Good morning, my name is uh, Richard Spangler, and welcome to Lion's Voice Ministries. Today we're going to be discussing uh, some things about uh, Scripture that I've, I've been meditating on for the past few days. Uh, it's um, Psalm 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is Jehovah, the people whom he has chosen for his inheritance. Now, we look at that, and we quote that a lot, and we say, blessed is the nation who, who, whose God is Whose the God is the Lord or Jehovah, and in effect, we are we were a blessed nation for a number of years. We were blessed. We did what we were called to do to be a, a nation that served God overall. And the discussion of this is going to be about what has happened, where has this come from, where have all these mass shootings? come from, and the numbers are growing exponentially. Uh, I did some research on Wikipedia, and I found in the 1920s, there were only eight mass shootings. In the 1930s and 40s, uh, there were only three in each of those decades. The 1950s, four. The 1960s, seven. Then it jumps. In the 1970s, there were 20. 1980s, there were 20. Then in the 1990s, another jump of 32 mass shootings then the thousands thirty-eight and then in the 2010s, 109. What has caused this exponential growth in these mass shootings, these mass killings? You can look back to a number of things that have happened. Uh, the, up until 1966, there weren't very many mass shootings. The amazing thing is, there's a correlation here. In 1962, The Supreme Court ruled that state-sponsored prayer was to be removed from schools, and it was taken as prayer was kicked out of schools. All across the nation, people weren't allowed to pray. Then came the removal of the Ten Commandments, the very laws of God that establish justice in a nation, that that our foundation is established on, that the Supreme Court has on their their walls, on their walls, on their walls, in their meeting places, is that there's a foundation of our nation. And the fact is, they were restraints to the people. And when we stop teaching restraint, people cast off restraint. The free love, the free sex, the feel-good movement of the 1960s. The teaching of... Uh, of uh, the theory of evolution of that man evolved from animals. We're no more than a higher form of animal. So therefore, go ahead and do feel whatever feels good. Do it. If someone, And now it's come down to, well, if somebody says something to you and they offend you, you have a right to take any action that you want to, to eliminate them, to, to stop the offense. This is, a, we have a nation who has turned our back completely on God. And God... Has systematically lifted and evil has come in and taken hold and the the blame goes square There were there are bright spots here I believe the 1960s the Jesus movement forestall a lot more killings and murders and then in the 70s the 80s the, the the revival that came with the the father's love held back the hand but then after that there has been an explosion there has been an explosion because people have cast off restraint, and their sin has become much. And we can't look to our government. People say, "Well, the government will fix it." No, the government can't fix this. The government cannot fix this. The government is not God. God is the one who can fix this. God is the one who can correct this. But He has to have a He has to have agreement with the people in the nation to change. And it's not just all the people. All it takes is his people. His people, the church, the believer. If we go to the scripture, if my people which are called upon my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then I will ask and ask forgiveness for their sin. Then I will turn, I will forgive, I will return, I will restore, I will heal their land. This is what God's call is to us. We must, we must, as a church, begin. The first step is our own repentance, our own repentance for a lack of action, our own repentance for not doing is right. Then it must become a a call for action, that the repentance must be for the nation. We must pray for and ask for national forgiveness, ask God to forgive us for for rejecting Him. Ask God to forgive us for, for aborting babies. In the 1960s, the, abor- the Roe versus Wade decision came down. And after that began the skyrocket. You look, from in the 1960s, seven mass shootings. The very next decade, 20. Then in the 80s, 20. Then it went to 32. Then 38. 109 in the 2010s. The trajectory is not good, and the government cannot do anything. Nowhere in, almost nowhere in history has a government led a revival. Nowhere in history has the government stepped in and brought called for a national repentance. Only on a several occasions did it occur, and those occasions are few and far in between. Even in Nineveh, where we read about Jonah bringing about a great revival, it started with the people. It started with him preaching, repent, repent, repent. And a third of the people began to put on sackcloth and ashes. When a third of the people began, then the king called, called for the prophet to come up. Then the king heard the word of the Lord. Then the king called for national repentance. But it was all started by a man of God doing what was right. We are standing at a crossroads for our nation and for the world. Not just for our nation, but for the world. We as believers have to begin to pray and seek God's face. Seeking God's face. Seeking His presence. Seeking to know Him more. Not just putting words to it. Our government leaders put words to God. The only time they use God is when they want something or they need something or a crisis has happened. Then they call on the Lord. The rest of the time, they could care less. There are some actively in our government who are actively seeking to tear down the freedoms which we fought for, and which God, these are God-given freedoms. These are God-giving rights, and they are secretly, just, secretly working to destroy those rights and replace it with government. And we know government doesn't work. Government doesn't save you. Government doesn't pay your bills. You look at the 1960s, the destruction of the American family began with the welfare state, saying the government will take care of you. We will take care care of you all the way through your life if we have to. And it left to the destruction first of the black families. Now the white families, the Hispanic families, all are under effect uh, and being destroyed. Crime rates are rising. Suicides are rising. Murders are rising. In every category, these things are going up since people started trusting the government to do something that the government promised and could not deliver. And they knew, even then, that this wasn't going to work. They did not know the consequences. They could say they were well-intentioned, and they may have been. But the fact is, well inten- good intentions, <laughs> we won't go there. But the exciting thing is for us, every time God's people begin to pray, every time God's people begin to seek his face, And every time people begin to move out of their houses and begin to tell people in love what God is saying, what God is calling them to, then things shift. Then things change. I am calling for not only for a time of prayer and repentance and seeking God's face. I'm talking about stepping out of your door and telling your neighbor, you know, there is hope. There is hope for our society. There is hope for you. God loves you. You need to say, "I love you." I love you, not just with the love of the Lord, that little sweet pat phrase. No, you have to. You have to ask God to fill you with His passion, His love, like we've talked about. You have to come in with passion. You have to give people. People need hope. They need to know there is a God in heaven who will move on their behalf, who will do things for them in a mighty and powerful way. Right now, the path that our government and our national leaders are leading us down as a whole there are still some there are good people in the government, but as a whole, the leadership is winding its way towards to a godless society where the government is in control and when the government is in control, you have no rights, only what the government says you can and cannot do. Nations that have followed this path. Have gone to destruction. You can look at the Roman, the Roman Empire. You can look f- further in history to after the French Revolution, the rise of Napoleon as a dictator. You can look to the to the Bolshevik resolution, Revolution and the communists and socialists who took over. You can look to the Nazis, a form of socialism that rose up. So whenever dictatorship rises up, the suppression of God starts. The destruction of society begins. And then a a new order rises up. But it's not new freedom. It's not free. It's a dictatorship. So we have our choice. Either we... And don't say that, well, God will protect us. God will protect us. He says he will in his word. He will keep us safe. He will prosper us. That is true. But every time... Righteous people suffer, maybe not as much as those who are the unrighteous, but righteous people suffer when dictatorship are lost, when there's a loss of freedom, economies collapse, and other things like that happen. Righteous people in that nation suffer. God still protects. God helps you through his... Would you rather be on subsistence with God? Having to depend on God for your your need, to meet your needs? Yes, God does that. But would you rather prosper with God? Have your neighbors prosper? Have your nation prosper? The question is yours. What are you going to do? God is saying, My people, my children, seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Your wicked ways. Repent. Repent for the nation. Seek my face, and I will heal your land. I will restore it. You want to stop mass murders? Begin to teach people about how God loves them. Teach them there is a right and a wrong. Teach them there is justice. Not man's justice, but God's justice. Teach them there's hope. We can, we as the believer, we as the church can turn this thing around if we will just seek and pray and ask God's direction and guidance for our life and move with Him, know Him in a personal way, set our face towards Him, seek His face, seek to know Him, let His love, His passion flow through you. As I have talked about previously, the passion of God is a mighty instrument Again, I go to the example of where Paul and Silas come into Thessalonica and they they said the people of the world who are turning the world upside down here have come also. It was just 17 years from the day of Pentecost to Thessalonica where they were saying the people who have come there have turned the world upside down. A time when there was no radio, no television, no mass communication, no computers. These people had to walk everywhere. And yet, in 17 years, a small group of people had expanded so much, with God's love, they were turning the world upside down. They were setting people free. That's what we need to do. We need to show people true freedom. Freedom in Jesus Christ. Freedom has restraints. Freedom has restraints. When you're righteous, you have restraints. When you're righteous, you're restrained from doing what your base impulses are. This is the call. This is a call to the church, and I'm calling it loud and I'm going to proclaim it loud. We want a nation who is blessed of God. We want a nation who 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 we can say the nation of the, we are one of the blessed nations of the earth. We need to stand up. We need to seek God's face. We need to repent of our own sins. And then we need to move outside our four walls of our churches and our homes and go to our neighbors and our friends that don't know him. Tell them that God loves them. Begin to do things to transform neighborhoods with God's love. Begin to show people the love of God in practical ways. Begin to minister to them. And the power gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit will be there with you to bring, to magnify that, to transform it. It is time, it is past time for the church to begin to cry out. And with passion, with passion, with a desire to seek God's face and to be filled with his love to overflowing and to carry it forth into the earth, to carry it forth into your neighborhood your neighborhood, start there. Start with one person, two persons, three persons. Begin to teach the young generation that they're they're more than animals. That there is a God who loves them. There is a God who cares for them. There is a God who makes provision. And that they are there, that God created them. We are not some genetic mishap. We are not some... bolt bolt of lightning creation hitting the water and sparking life we are not some uh, cell that fell from space into the ocean and over billions and billions of years we generated into human beings and we're no more than a higher form of animals we are a creation we are created by the, by the Lord God in His image before the man fell we were created in His image and we've all been marred by this, this sin and destruction that's been sown but God still sees us as His children and He wants you to know that He wants you to walk with Him He wants you to live with Him and you want to change the crime you want not just the mass shootings but the shootings that go on every night in the streets of America the loss of children in the streets of America the loss of children in abortion clinics you in the loss of of morals in this nation you want to reestablish this nation under god then get up out of your house say god i'm going to follow you i'm going to set my face before you lord give me an opportunity to share you with someone who's hurting today and then go forth and share Go forth and share. And we call for the leadership of the churches to begin to speak the truth of the gospel, not a watered-down socialist dictatorship gospel, but the true gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus came to set people free, to set them free from the hurts and pains, to set them free from from sin, for forgiveness to take hold. That God loves people, that God will save people that God will change their hearts if they receive Him and accept Him. Covenants and promises and agreements are always two-way. God is saying, I've laid this out. Now you must, you you agree with me to receive it. You stand with me to receive what I have. I have all these blessings for you. And you have to agree. That's all. Agree with God. Make covenant with God. And ask our leaders to make covenant with God. And not only will you see changes, but also when you go when you go to vote in the United States or anywhere else in the world, look at what the leaders are proposing, look at behind who they are. Study them. And, say, and if they're not standing with biblical principles, if they're not standing with God, then don't vote for them. Plain and simple. We have, we have two ways to change it. One is, the, one is by changing the hearts and minds of people. And the other is by going to the ballot box and voting. And voting the way God would have us vote. Asking God, who do I vote for? And moving with God. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you for this message. Lord, I thank you that we have been a nation in the past. That was a nation that was blessed of the Lord because you are our God. But, Lord God, we have turned from you. Lord, we as a church individually have said, that's not my doing, it's not my thing. I just want to be left alone. I want to stay in my four walls. We've listened to the voices of those from the world saying, you can't speak in public, you can't do that, you can't do this. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. Lord, we spend more time on our computers playing games than we do with you, or we spend more time watching television than we do than we do with you. Lord God, bring us back, bring us back to relationship with you. Lord, we desire to know you. We desire to we seek your face, and we turn from our wicked ways. And Lord God, we agree with you that we will do the work at the ministry. We will go out and we will share you with people. And Lord, we will believe for you to transform their lives and transform this nation. Lord, we repent. We repent of the national sins of abortion, the murdering of millions of babies. Lord, we repent for the murders of millions of people in our streets. Lord God, we repent for casting off restraint and accepting the philosophies of free, of everything's free. Everything goes. It doesn't matter. But well, we we have, we we want your restraints because you love us. And Lord God, we agree for your love to flow through us. Lord, we ask for a baptism of your love, a baptism of your fiery passion. God, that we will go forth. And do the work of the ministry, Lord that we will bring forth what you have wanting you are wanting to do in the earth. And Lord that is to see everyone to repent, that none would perish, that all would be in agreement with you. Lord God, help us to do that. Help us to transform our, our families. Show us the way. Guide us, Father, to transform our families, transform our neighborhoods, our cities, our states, and our national government and our nation god bring us back to you and lord god we give you the praise and the glory for it in jesus name amen now i'm going to ask something special of those listening to this please please if you agree with this let me know by and also if you agree with it share it share it to as many people as you can Use the share button. Send it out to as many people. Use your, you know, there are links. You can use it. Whatever you could take, you can go. and get whether you're getting this from Google, Podbean, Apple, whatever. Share it with as many whatever stream you're listening to it on. Please share to as many people as you can. We need this message to get out. Not not to the to the to the believers. Calling the believer. To turn and seek God's face, to repent of their sins, and then to take action, to step out that door, and not to be afraid of the face of man. Uh, Sound like I'm ready to preach again. Maybe I am. But at the same time, we have to move forward. We have to move forward. We have to do what God is calling us to do. And remember, righteousness exalts a nation. Sin is a reproach. Right now, we're a nation of sin. We need to exalt righteousness. The righteousness of God. The love of God. The the pray. We need to worship God openly and unashamed. And stand up and say, this is the way. Walk ye in it. With love. With passion. With God's love. Passion. Don't let hate enter in. Don't let hate enter in. Because hate, trying to cast out hate, just creates hate. Love conquers hate. As light conquers darkness, love conquers the hate. Again, God bless you. Share this. Have a wonderful day. Bless you. Amen.